to happy Cana Tree Little Bit, a blessing uh, to be with you and some of you might know Danny I got to meet him there last week and they give you some attention time and most of you this morning will have some attention time to be with them for a good time and thankful for the chance to get away but we'll see you this week and so we're always thankful to be there that way so you may be with them as they go back uh, doing that Naomi was thinking maybe I should have cleaned up my beard a little bit before I preached today but I think she was she's sworn to her uh, children's sermon today uh, and so Let's expect to see what what this one uh, looks like. We have, we have to see how today goes. I'll be honest, we were supposed to start on Friday to have some services uh, in, in London. We got to have an extra night in London that was unplanned, paid for by the airline at least, which was nice. But um, it would have been a lot more fun if we didn't actually get the deep. But it was, uh, uh, we got it at 4 o'clock yesterday evening instead of on Friday. So uh, who knows what's going to happen today exactly. I was talking to Danny this morning as he does sneak a few things from the store and try to confirm them before they go to bed with me and so he, he wanted arrowroot rather than actual tree root and so we'll uh, we'll see see how things go uh, th- this morning as we begin 2019 I know for for all of us it's been a little bit busy I think many of us have been uh, uh, evaluating what happened in this last year and wrestling uh, with how we're going to live life but um, I think as Christians we have that opportunity every year to really see this played out in our lives Really is something that's available to us at any uh, given moment as the world is thinking and as the calendar is what we are expecting. What's my Advent expectation about it? And what maybe do I need to plan for? I need to make some changes uh, in 2019. It's hard for us to actually follow through on those things. Uh, Like basically, New Year's resolutions are done within this group teach for 30 days. We're supposed to have a group teach starting, but we haven't made these changes as we think about the future. It wasn't a New Year's resolution for me, but several years ago, uh, Melody said, just try eating vegetarian for a while. And the intention was never to go completely vegetarian. Uh, we weren't like crazy going vegan or anything like that. But we were like, let's, let's try, try this out. And it wasn't my idea that Melody said, Melody, it's a good idea. Let's, let's, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And uh, I remember that first day at 10 p.m., Melody said, just say, you need to just make it a little more. I would survive for a little bit. And that was back in a time when we had a lot more meat and I don't eat quite as much as I, I used to back then. But I remember like that first day, we actually did make it for the two weeks that we planned. And when you make a change in your life, whatever it is, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, it can be extraordinarily difficult. It's extraordinarily difficult to follow through uh, and make the change and then to, to make it happen, especially I think in today's day and age. We need to incredibly fast with the technology that we have. We can build vacuum cleaners and all those things that are at our fingertips. And I want to put my head on the string and then say, no, he's still important. Instead, to focus on the things that can distract you, that you can move and distract you. But what would it look like for us to actually, as good Advent-ers, as we are planning to follow through on this? Well, let's think back and question for a little bit what that looks like for you change one thing in 2019, what would it be? What would it be if you were to say, Lord, I really want to change this? Or would it be a blessing if you know this was taken care of? What would it be for us to say, Lord, I want to change my relationships with my neighbors and my friends because of what I did in 2019? Would you be a part of that? 
church that has the very real intentions of the person that you got in a relationship and you got it because you love them. If you do one thing that isn't love, what does that make you a Christian? And that is the hardest question we can ever ask ourselves and it is the hardest it, it is it's really focused on what we love. And here's the one thing we're wondering if we love because of what we got. Nehemiah is at the beginning of the story of this famous song. And what I want to do is go cut down to the quick and go fast. Which means fast forward. We have talked about in a couple weeks with you, Nehemiah 111. That means that he was basically preaching and teaching about the nation of the Lord in Jerusalem. Because that's what happened. Uh, that's what that's what he did. He performing this task and the king of Persia at that time was named Artaxerxes. Uh, and that means to you, if you're considering having a child, that means every week you are a father. Artaxerxes is David. Uh, I think it works for boys and girls. So very, very beautiful. Uh, so Artaxerxes is the king of Persia. Nehemiah is there. He's cupbearer to this king. And at the beginning of the story, you see in Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 2, he receives some troubling news. He's going to have to go back and he's told, the news comes to him, he's told, go to Abiathar and ask him about it. And in great trouble they say, the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates have been burned by fire. Nehemiah gets this news and at this point in his life, worse than he's ever even been to Jerusalem in his life, he is joyful because they've been wiped out and he's like, this is as pleasant as he's ever been in that place. It, Nehemiah is very sad, and because of his relationship with the king, he's around him a lot, and, and kids can see that he's sad because of the news that he gets. So Nehemiah does an incredibly bold thing. In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 5, he says, if it pleases the king that your servant is kept safely in your house, let him send me to the city of Judah where I shall have to go so that I may die. Here's why I think he's joyful. So the Jews also have this like The Jews want to make sure that they got the news well when they die. It causes Nehemiah to realize that that's even his step to to complete something greater. So he's incredibly joyful and happy. If you have a child, there's probably some more that's like that, right? Where you're thinking, I just can't wait to be done with this stuff. It's very joyful. Nehemiah was in that place. Boys and girls, it can be have a vacation plan. He has a really good relationship with the king. Now, those relationships can kind of come and go. It could be something that could be making Artaxerxes pretty upset. So he could just say, like, oh, can I, can I do this? And Artaxerxes is like, no, get out. You can't have peace. You can't divide us. Yeah, we got no peace. He has a different relationship with the king, and he does this bold thing. So that might be the first thing you ask the king is, hey, no matter what you want to do,
think about the temptation of Christ by Jesus, all of us bear a great burden of sin and every temptation. And constantly feed us as we sin and reap the consequences of sin. Constantly running back and forth chasing the things of this place and the things of sin. Very addictive to sin. Maybe even killed people for this place and what sin has done. And in that dominance that is resisted, we are without the law like the Antichrist like Paul says. Right? The Christ is the Antichrist. Just like he is the Antichrist. But he's really Christ to the people of God. Life has a way of doing that to us. Right? If we don't actually put up some protections in our lives and some principles and live with some sort of integrity, it feels like life just happens to us instead of us like making it happen. If we're not careful, things will just start to just happen and we don't necessarily live with them actually intentionally and feel like we're just going to walk over and over again and say, we are not going to make this happen. Actually, we're just going to ignore this sin and refuse to do more with this sin. This is the attempt to clean up We're pretty stressed. We don't have a lot of hope. And imagine the first step in starting to fix things. All of which, by the way, goes back to where we started this morning. Right? The second step. When things are just not going right. The state of our day. So we imagine this is what we should do. But most of the people didn't start to fix things. And as we read this, that makes sense to me. Many things like sin. Nehemiah had started this project. He started to lead these people in this direction and said, if we can kill him, what's it like? If we can kill the head of his family, that would be all right. You know, we don't need to, to worry about all these other people. But if we can get rid of him, then the rest of the people in the smoke stand will be safe. And when Nehemiah chapter 6 was called a, a word saying that Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. And so after that time, I got set to build again. Yea, Sanballat and Geshem said to the people, Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Sanballat. It's getting close to completion. The gates are almost complete. It's getting to that point where they're, they're, they're going to actually complete it. And Nehemiah then gets this word, like, come down and have this lunch with us. And he knows they don't want to get together with that crowd of people, right? And he uses a strategy that is coming. And so Nehemiah sends this, this message and says to them, I'm carrying on a great project and I have no God. Why should the work of God fall on these unfaithful people? And this, I think, is another perspective that we need to think about as we think about what God might be calling us to do in our society. What is it that you would have church do in society? That you would look at distractions and just say, why are we here? This is full and free. This matters. What I'm doing here, what I'm doing in my life here matters so much. I should embrace Christ and embrace Jesus as the Lord and say, listen, why would I lose what I'm doing by just simply staring at this evil? What is it that you need to stop doing and live with This is what I have to do. This is what it takes to fix it. 
word that when people would get their Bible and they would turn back, they would see Peter and Jake and they'd see that they were there and that was the God that they were standing in front of. And I believe that that is a blessing to us as we consider the Christian experience of Christmas. And what do we actually
Isn't it always true that no idea is good? No translation is good. Morning, uh, I'll tell you about what we hope to uh, get for the Grand Rapids 